Christy Barber, uh, founder of Revolve 321 here in Denver. Christy specializes in helping business owners understand their numbers and telling or telling them and seeing how that plays into making strategic business business decisions. Having worked in operations and finance for most of her professional career, she has learned the importance of making sure everyone involved in the business understands how things are accomplished on a day-to-day basis. That's huge, and I want to talk about that in a little bit. Um, she's an avid runner and is also and is always up for an adventure. We were just talking about some adventure races. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to make you do the beast with me now. No. <laughs> So my favorite question to ask, first off, is what was your first job? My first job, I started working my family's business at eight. (laughs) And this probably sounds so weird. It was um, pouring cough syrups into the pre-mixed bottles (laughs) because they were a pharmacy Mm -hmm. and getting those ready for winter seasons, air, flu, whatever. So I'd go on the weekends and earn money so I could buy things. That's awesome. And I remember my grandpa dropped me off after work and he'd open his wallet. He's like, well, here, you know, $5. You did great today. I'm like, okay, awesome. (laughs) You know, only 60 more to go till I can get what I want to buy. <laughs> yeah, that was the first. I started out there, and I worked there almost every summer Wow, for a while. Dispensing and... Yeah, I'm playing video games up there front. Yeah. Remember Paperboy? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I got to be pretty good. I can make it to Saturday. <laughs> well, I haven't heard of it. I haven't yeah. seen Paperboy or heard about Paperboy in Very forever. long time. I actually think we might have it downstairs. It's a good one. We have all the Nintendos lined up. From oh, like yeah. Oldest to newest <laughs> downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> We've got the OG down there. So you started your financial and accounting career in the family business, correct? Yeah. So my cousin started an accounting firm um, probably late 90s. Mm-hmm. And then I started working there in high school. Okay. Um, and I didn't really know what I wanted to do. My grandpa's like, learn numbers. It'll get you places in life. Okay. <laughs> so I started working for them, worked all through high school and college, and then got an accounting degree because why not? Because what else? Because what else am I going to do? Right. And then from there, they decided to put me into the family business at the pharmacy and then work between the two places. Oh, so you're working both of those. Yes. Because why work just one job? Right? It's and so what were you doing in the accounting firm, though? So I would do all the books okay. and okay. payroll and hand sign 80-something checks Yes, every week. It's <laughs> such a good – it's interesting because my first accounting job, I did the, like, the accounting – I would go get the client's checks that they wrote that mm-hmm. month, enter them into the system, run all the payrolls. You know, it was all, like, hand done oh, yeah. almost at that point. Um and that's, it was just been really, really informative on how accounting actually works. It's mm-hmm. not like we're just, we're handed QuickBooks online and, you know, it's kind of like that single entry almost through the, through the feeds. Like we understand yeah. the ins and outs and how stuff gets messed up mm-hmm. and that gives us a better idea of how to fix it. I think you can't just delete and fix it that way. Like, <laughs> oh, I have to do a journal entry to fix this one. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. And then at the family business, you have a whole list of, or the pharmacy, you have a whole list of stuff you helped with, with efficiencies and processes and things mm-hmm. like that. Tell us a little bit about All what you those. implemented there. So a couple me. fun things that we did was we had an issue with tardies. Mm-hmm. So people, they just showed up when they felt like it, you know, hey, when you were out of bed, then that's when you come to work. So I implemented a system that would track 
I started out for the first quarter, if you're 15 minutes or less late, mm-hmm. then, you know, you didn't get a deduction. If you were more, you got a point. Mm-hmm. If you added so many, then I docked you um, pay for a whole quarter. So you could get 10% cut on your paycheck for a quarter if you didn't show up. And then we slowly brought it down to five minutes. Mm-hmm. And if you weren't late at all, you got one day off. Oh, and so that's awesome. It was a good, and I remember my little demonstration because I like visuals. I made a box and I made it look like a boat and put like all my 80s Barbies in there. They all had dreadlocks and like ugly fluorescent clothes on. And I was like, see, this is you guys. You know, all the Barbies are sitting different ways. One's hanging off the side. And it's like, you can't get to where you need to go when everybody's going a different direction. Everybody's like, oh yeah, I see that. I'm like, okay, good. Barbie did a great job. And so that was a huge thing. And then just being able to give a, a good reward. Mm-hmm. So, hey, you get you could get up to four days extra off a year if you came on time, which is kind of sad because you're doing your job, but right. still. But that, it creates a culture. It of, does. You know, we're all here together. We're all mm-hmm. together. That was a big one. And then also helping with accounts pay, uh, receivable because we used to do house charges because – We've had the business 89 years mm-hmm. and you'd be like, oh, well, we know you we'll put it on your credit and then you come pay. Put it on your tab. Yeah. I mean, then people <laughs> like just bar. start not paying. <laughs> so I was that person and we get the call. Um, yeah, you owe where <laughs> you're going to collections, your choice. And so putting a better system into for that to help bring that down and cut the, you know, maybe you can't have a $300 tab. It's, you know, $50 and... When you max out, you max out. That's crazy. Yeah. So there's still, there were a lot of old school things that my family still did that you kind of just don't do anymore. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Help kind of clean up some of that yeah. stuff. And that's really cool. It just cracks me up. Just put that on my tab. Yeah. I'll just take those pills and just put it on my yeah, tab. Yeah, just put on tab. I'll, I'll it doesn't pay happen it. anymore. No. Ever. Anywhere. And I'd send an invoice at the end of each month and then they would pay. And yeah, so crazy. The people would trade. I get, you know, I got this, these, I don't know, they bought a cow or whatever. They're like, we could bring meat in for this. I'm like, it doesn't work that way. Sorry. <laughs> and I'm like, I'll take the steaks though. I love steak. Yeah. But I really do need you to I really need to get paid. <laughs> Why don't you sell the steak? Yeah. And then pay me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It'll work great. It's just a lot cleaner. Yeah. <laughs> I actually have a blog about barter on my, on my website. And I'm just like, it's just really cleaner if we don't have it to is, deal with it. Right. <laughs> You know that because that's what you guys do. So tell us about, you've had a lot of positions between that one and Revolve uh, 321, but tell us about Revolve and, you know, what you guys are doing for your business owners and what services you're providing. Yeah. You guys have a whole, it's really more high level and I love it. It is. It's fun. I, um, I started the company this year after having a couple other companies, because you know how it is when you first start your a business, it goes through multiple changes and then yes. you finally narrow it down to, okay, this is what I'm passionate about and this is what I love doing. And that's what Revolve represents. Um, and a lot of the things that we do is helping companies, you know, look at what are some gaps that are keeping you from growth or mm-hmm. understanding your numbers so you can make a strategic decision from a financial perspective. Right. And so many business owners, Numbers are either not their forte or they just hate it. And some of them just hate it. It's like, I want to do what I want to do. And these numbers, they're, they're just there. Mm-hmm. And so being able to help them understand that so they can find their goals. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, if your company is a $3 million company, you want to get to five. 
even though that doesn't seem very far, there's a lot of work that needs to go to get that extra two million in there. To actually scale the business. Yep. And so coming in and showing them how to scale, what processes need to go into place, and even creating knowledge bases. So mm -hmm. as their team grows, all the knowledge is captured in one place. So if somebody leaves, they're not stuck on that person. Like, oh my gosh, they left. We don't know how to do this job. Right. So it's the tribal knowledge yeah. on top of, I love the process. Yeah. Stuff. And I want to talk about that more. Mm -hmm. Cause it's both, fun. We're both <laughs> process geeks. Right. <laughs> we love it. We love it. Um, but in many of your positions, you manage people, processes, and numbers. Yeah. And so how has that helped you with your um, with your business and our clients? It, it's hard. Like, managing people is difficult. They right. don't ever teach you that in school. Mm -hmm. It's like, It sounds easy. Like, oh, you have a great team. Things yeah. work. And I think the working at my family's pharmacy was really good. I managed 82 people, which is a lot. And a lot, a lot of, of different people. personalities mm -hmm. and ways people work. And learning how to meet people where they're at to then be able to help them and have them help you in return. Working on their strengths, yeah. working with their strengths. And I think even now they have so many of those tests with strength finders and I, I think they're the so important to have that. in a team so mm -hmm. you understand and each of your team members understands how everybody works. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think. There's so many different ones. There are. My <laughs> husband always laughs because his company did the Emergenetics. I haven't done that one. And even um, the school district my kids go to, they all have their Emergenetics oh, on their... profile on their um, on their like on their name tags. Oh, how funny! On their passes or whatever. And so, like, it's just really interesting. You to walk me down the hall, you're like, like, oh, you're that person. You're that. You're this. You're that. Um, and we always, I just use DISC. Yeah, like, on a day to day basis because I can usually tell what people are pretty you know pretty easily yeah with a disc profile but yeah i think strengths finders are really really interesting yeah um, there's another one strength scope mm -hmm. so um josh allen dykstra who is a three to five mm -hmm. um member and he'll be at summit um he has strength scope which is really really interesting i can show you what it looks like yeah. i was actually looking at mine the other day because i'm looking to bring somebody else into the business and i was looking up my strengths and looking at what some of those complementary strengths mm -hmm. would be for somebody else um, so it's really, really interesting. And even personality-wise, you know it's people you can work with well on a team. Right. And, yeah. And even working at the pharmacy, like, knowing, hey, these people are, you know, they're really good at what they do, but in a team setting, they don't work well. They're better by themselves. So, you know, giving them tasks to do and then creating a team to do something else. Right. So, yeah. And then we have our introverts and our extroverts. Yes. And, and the people that go both ways, you know, like I all have sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm done. I need to just go sit <laughs> in my office and work. Yeah. <laughs> I always yeah. laugh. After the first podcast, I had to go take a nap. <laughs> you're, you're like, I'm done. <laughs> I was like, that is enough extroverting <laughs> for me today. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm really an ambivert, but yeah. like I have to introvert. Otherwise, I'm a disaster. Right. Yeah. Like I love people and I love peopling, but then I'm just like, okay, I'm tired. Yeah. I need to go crawl in my hole for a little mm -hmm. while. Get refreshed Get and refreshed, then come back out. and Take a nap, apparently. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Naps are the best. You have to. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, but you did operations in some of the, yeah, of some of your positions. So at the pharmacy, did a lot of operational day-to-day -day things, mm -hmm. um, making sure that all the cash registers, they'd count them out mm -hmm. in the morning and we had a process of how the money went in the bags mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. all that part counted and um, just things with 
various medications of your fast movers setting up processes mm -hmm. for, hey, these ones move a lot, let's do pre-packs. So then they're ready to go. So you as the customer don't have to wait. You know, we can just pull it off the shelf, slap on a label, pharmacist checks it and goes. And so that was a big thing was customer service. You didn't wait four hours like you do at Walgreens. Yeah, it was 20 minutes or less. Kind of like Domino's Pizza. There you go. <laughs> it's kind of like yeah. Little Caesars where you just go in and pull that You just out. go in and get what you need and then you go. And <laughs> that that's something that's helped us stand out from competition over the years is I don't want to go drop off a prescription and wait four hours. Like, what if you don't feel well? You need your medicine now. Right. And that's yeah. helped helped inform how you understand how other businesses work. Yeah. Like, and you see the need to make your customer happy. And mm -hmm. it could be, hey, that's not the most beneficial thing for you to push somebody through a conveyor belt line mm -hmm. so quick. But if they're getting their needs met and yeah. they're happy, mm -hmm. that's at the end of the day, that's you want your customer to be your fan. Right. And tell everybody else about how great their service was. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's, it's very interesting because when you have a background in operations too, then you can help other people with the processes yeah. on their operations. I mean, I used to run crews at a restoration <laughs> company. Like I know what that process looks like. Yeah. I know what the project management piece looks like. Um, and I think that's a, you know, that's, that's a gap in a lot of um, people's learning. Yeah. You know, maybe they just came out of school and started doing debits and credits, but they don't understand how businesses actually work. No. Um, so you have that more in-depth knowledge and then you're able to help people goal plan mm -hmm. and process map. I love it. Yeah. So what is the biggest gap in financial understanding you see with most business owners? I would see it's just a basic understanding of how to read their financial statements. I know. Um, no I've had multiple, right? <laughs> well, multiple clients over the years and, you know, I'll start doing, looking at their books and I'm like, wow, how'd you rack up all this debt? Well, I needed this. Is it a need or is it a want? You know, at the end of the day, it, did you, did you really need it? Or was there a better way that we could have helped you get this mm -hmm. a piece of equipment or, cause I know sometimes you, you have, Hey, you really need this, but then you want the tax write off too. And so Let's trying to come this. together with your tax accountant and making that best decision of, mm -hmm. hey, can you really afford this now? Mm -hmm. No, you want the tax write-off, but would this other work better? And yeah. so it's just a lot of education I've seen over the years of just explaining of, hey, this is what interest expense means. And <laughs> these are all your bank fees that you've racked up this year because you weren't paying your credit card on time. Right. And just little things that they could easily not run into. I mean, I had one, he probably could have saved 12 grand that had, you know, bank fees and like set a reminder to pay yeah. or put auto pay. Right. And then you'll be fine. Right. Cause you're oh, yeah. a lot of the time they have the cash, right? They have the cash and they just forget because they hate doing that. They want to be doing whatever the business is doing, which is usually their trade. At. Yeah. And, and you and I've talked about this. We just tell business owners all the time. Like you're not supposed to understand how to do your bookkeeping. No. Like that's not your highest and best a lot of the time. Like you don't, you don't have an accounting background. No. Would you expect me to do the thing that you do? <laughs> right. <laughs> do you um, want me really doing this? No, you yeah. don't. Yeah. You know, and then you buy equipment and stuff. And we said, we talk about this all the time. Um, I always tell my business owners, you know, the buying an equipment or the tax write-off is not enough of a reason. Mm -mm. You have to have a reason to need this equipment. Um, you know, does it create an efficiency? Is it something, is it replacing something you do, you know, absolutely need to create, 
you know, whatever your product is or services. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, then let's do it. Mm -hmm. But if it doesn't hit another goal or need, it's kind of useless. You're just spending a hundred percent to save 30. Yeah. (laughs) Potentially. Right. (laughs) And I'm always just, it just baffles me. Yeah. I get, I get a lot of the phone calls in December. Should I go buy a truck? (laughs) Yeah. Have 12. Do you, you really need another one? Unless you're selling one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, are you trading one in? Like, do you have somebody to drive said truck? Yeah. Like, otherwise, it's just going to sit around. Like, Collect that's us. my tax write yeah. off. You know, what is the purpose? Mm-hmm. And what could that money be used for? Yeah. And so trying to just show them that and looking at ways that reviewing contracts each year, you know, so many business owners, they get an insurance policy or they have a contract with a cleaning company and they mm-hmm. don't review it. Each year, they just let it renew. Mm-hmm. Well, what if you would renew that and maybe you could save X amount of dollars and just telling, you know, educating them on those very simple things mm-hmm. they can do or, you know, putting it out there and seeing who else could bid on it. Yeah. Or even making sure you have the, the right insurance yeah. a lot of the time, too. Because a lot of times you may have started out because you were a smaller entity and you still have that same insurance policy and it's really not going to be the best fit now that they're larger. It's mm-hmm. not going to cover so you're like, you may want to review yeah. this one now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. It's very interesting to me. Do you find that businesses really don't get the difference between cash and accrual accounting? Yes. Do you guys do You guys do everything on an accrual basis, right? A lot. I have a couple that are cash basis. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know sometimes it's just a choice, too, because yeah. accrual doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. They're like, I know I put money in, and I know I took money out, and accrual... I mean, most people, they're like, well, I didn't do this service yet, but I've billed for it, and the money isn't in the bank, but yeah. it shows up here. Yeah, it's easier to benchmark off of a cool, though. It is. And That's then to do your see. forecast models, but so many of them, they're like, well, ca- you know, we'll just forecast off cash. And I'm like, That's not really what it's for. Yeah, it's tricky. It is tricky. I, I spend a lot of time explaining cash versus accrual to mm-hmm. my clients. And even cash flow. Yeah. You know, how many people look at a bank and they're like, well, my balance is this. This is how much cash I have. Right. And I'm like, no. How how many checks did you write today that are going out? How many are going to clear that you sent out last week? And what deposits are going to come in? And so creating spreadsheets for them so they can easily plug in their numbers so they know real time. Hey, this is how much cash I have sitting. Oh, it's just like a real time. Mm-hmm. I love that yeah, tool. Yeah, I love, I love things like that. I know. I'm like, I'm like, right? about that. <laughs> I love it. So, so that gives them a real idea of how much cash they have because we know most business owners are only looking at their cash. Yeah. And that helps them make their decisions. And like, full disclosure, I do the same thing. Right. Same. (laughs) And I build some of them out. They're a little more detailed than others. So we can kind of track certain expenses. So we may do a line item that's all utilities. And so they know, okay. Every month, it's this amount for utilities. And then, you, you know, of course, miscellaneous or whatever else you want to throw in there. But I'll customize it to their needs. I love that. Yeah. And then we it's very simple. I could totally use that. I would really like that. Yeah. To know what's coming out every month. I know. I actually listened to a podcast the other day. It's, I don't know if you ever listened to Side Hustle. <laughs> so many. There are There's so, so many, many in my queue right now. <laughs> it's a CPA that she didn't really like being a CPA. Uh-huh. And so she built Excel spreadsheets to sell to small business owners to do similar things like this. <laughs> so she's like our people. Yes. <laughs> it was so, so funny. I was like, that's brilliant. I need to look at her little Etsy store. She sells them on Etsy. 
and Seriously. makes, I don't know, over six figures a year just selling Excel spreadsheets. What did, what did we miss out on here? Yeah, right? dang it. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. I know. I keep trying to find like that early adopter thing. And it's every time um, I, I, I see something that I was like, dang it. I know. Like, I should have done that. on that one. Yeah. Oh, well. We'll get there. Right. So you do a lot of processes and systems. Again, so building the spreadsheets out. Um, what systems do you help business owners implement? And what is the impact from those systems a lot of the time? So a lot of them are ways to automate. Mm -hmm. So QuickBooks works with everything, which is great. And they even have a lot of APIs that will connect with the desktop version because I still have a lot of people that like desktop. I kind of still like desktop. Sorry. We were just talking about, <laughs> I'm pointing at Steven over here, our <laughs> podcast producer. We were just talking about QuickBooks Online and I was like all starry-eyed about it. I love QuickBooks Online. I like it. But I like that the desktop is just so easy because you're not waiting for that internet connection mm -hmm. sometimes. So yeah. I like that part. Yeah, but I'm a QBO convert. Yeah. I've been converted. I know I'll probably get there eventually. You will. You will. In the moment, I'm like, oh, I still like my desktop version. <laughs> you're an early adopter. I'm really surprised you're I not know. like, I love QBO. Kind of a little old school that way. But there's a company called bill.com. Mm-hmm. And so it'll integrate with QuickBooks mm -hmm. for people that don't have time to write all their checks out. And so we can help create a mailbox. So all your invoices go into that. Bill.com can read those, creates a check to write it, goes in a queue, and then you can check off to make, oh, yeah, this is right, good pay. And so that cuts down your time so much of all that manual entry. I love that. So I've actually looked at Bill.com a couple times, but that's a really good synopsis of yeah. what it does for people. It's a great it one. life easy. And then I've been looking at some sales tax softwares, too. Oh, because we all hate sales tax we do. reports. We all hate sales tax. And In Colorado, especially. Especially Colorado, yeah. The counties are like, hey, they change when you cross the street. The home rule. <laughs> and that, yeah, I just did a sales tax. I did some sales tax research for a new business. It's mm -hmm. going up here in Littleton. And there's things that the state exempts that the city doesn't. And so, like, I'm going back and forth with the city, like, what am I doing, doing here? Right. What is this? Do you have this? You know, so it was very interesting for me to build out their products and really how they need to be taxed. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, they're just going to be in one location. That's nice. <laughs> they're not sending stuff, you know, places. Yeah. Which even gets crazier, especially in Colorado. Mm -hmm. But with and the then now with the online stuff too, of you know, having to start tracking. Hey, where did that go? With the e-commerce, how they want to yeah, start doing that. Sales. Mm -hmm. um, I just did a bunch of CPE on that the other day because I do have some clients who yeah. send some product out and to different states and every state has a different threshold. Yep. And now they're talking about a you know, universal threshold, but then the states have to adopt it. And it's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> My brain is just like, why right yeah i mean and we want to comply yeah we want to be in compliance um and so i'm just like sending him a list i'm like this is where we go you know there's actually somebody online who's created um she has this uh grid about the sales tax i'll send it to you oh, that's cool it's really really good and she's got links to everything yeah um i'll send it to you it's okay. a really really good resource for you know what each state is taxing because yeah. they all do have thresholds on the e-commerce or most of them most do. yeah so it's like if you're not doing more than Hundred thousand. Then we don't care. We might be all yeah. right. <laughs> Just stay out of that state. Yeah. For me. <laughs> like you hit that cap and you're like, sorry, I can't sell there anymore. Go to the next one. <laughs> right? Yeah. Sorry, can you drive across the state line yeah. for me? <laughs> so no I can big mail deal. It to you. <laughs> 
So we know there's a lot of ups and downs with business ownership. Um, we've both experienced yes. that in the places <laughs> we worked and in our own businesses. Um, how do you help your clients cope with that? I think a lot of it is just hearing, you know, where they are mm -hmm. and then being able to share my experiences with that and let them know, hey, you're not alone. Right. The, the ride of being an entrepreneur is crazy. It, it is. It's nothing so like crazy. they tell you it's going to be. I remember taking a class in school and they're like, oh, you know, this is great. And they make you feel it's so easy. And then actually doing it, I'm like, well, today I hate myself. Tomorrow <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is great. It's I got the, the you know, it's that roller coaster all the time. You're like, do I have what it takes? Yes, I do. And, you know. Why am I doing this? Oh, wait, that's why. Right. And then being able to surround yourself with people that, are good mentors and that that have been through it and they're you know a few steps ahead of where you are to be able to tell you it's okay it's, right? you're gonna survive yeah i think um you know we talk all the time about mentorship and how important it is to find somebody who is where at least you know like you said a few steps yeah or on the road where you want to be too yeah. um so you got that similar goal yeah. somebody and... who's either in front of you or beside you mm -hmm. and sometimes that moves a lot it does yeah i have a lot of people a lot of you know, of my network and my group of people that, you know, I trust that are, you know, in some things they're next to me and some things they're behind me mm -hmm. and some things they're ahead of me, but we can all work together to yeah. get us all there. It's all like the masterminds and the mentors. And it's just really, um, it's so important. It is. I see business owners out there floundering around all the time, you know, and I try to like pull them in and be like, what is your goal? What mm -hmm. are we doing? Why are we doing this? Yeah. How can I help yeah, you? Yeah. Can I at least get you focused on your purpose? Mm -hmm. um, because that will help, right? Yeah. Because if we have a purpose, then even when we're like down in the you bottom, know this is still there. <laughs> at least we know there was like, there's a reason yeah. we might be doing this. It might not look like a good reason at that time, but. In the end, it'll all work out. <laughs> or it won't. Yeah. Or it's plan B. <laughs> yeah. Or we just scrap it and start over. Yeah. And how many times, like, I've done that even. I'll start, I was like, oh, this is a brilliant idea. Then you kind of test it with people. And they're like, no, it's no. really not. Mm -mm. All right. Nope, wouldn't buy Throw it. that one out. <laughs> Try this one. <laughs> yeah. We're, like, on our third iteration of, like, package services yeah. or packages, um, which is new for most, you know, most CBAs mm -hmm. don't don't run on package services. Um, and it's constantly evolving. It is. And I just rolled out new ones in November. Now I'm revamping again. <laughs> Why not? Because <laughs> things are changing. They know? are. And then you, you get to know what people are wanting because then they feel comfortable enough to voice their opinion of, like, yeah. oh, I like that, but what if you added this right. or took away this? Or, and then I notice, like, I have some services in my packages all the time that people just don't they don't yeah. use like they don't see value in and I'm like okay well just take that out mm -hmm. and add this maybe this is something that's useful I used to do um, benchmarking at the end of the year for all of my clients I used to run this benchmarking for them and I had one client actually review it yeah actually look at it nobody and else I'm like okay <laughs> all that work <laughs> and cost yeah Most of cost like the software was like six thousand dollars a year and Gosh. I was like Okay, cancel, cancel. Mm -hmm. like don't My need business this one. owners don't <laughs> care about that. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, so before I ask you your my last question, yeah. you, what was the easiest way for people to find you? Find me on my website, revolve321.com, Facebook, same thing, facebook.com slash <laughs> revolve321, and LinkedIn. I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. You are active on, on LinkedIn. Yeah. 
I know. I was looking at your post the other day, and I was like, like all of Christy's posts, I need to post more. <laughs> it's hard. Like, I'll go in spurs, and I'll write a whole bunch for a month or two, and then I get a, I get too busy doing other things. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, I need to, like, make this more of a priority and be able to share, like, what my company is working on and, mm-hmm. you know, articles that can help people. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Do you schedule? Can you schedule in the meantime? Can you schedule posts? Mm-hmm. Sure you can. I don't. I'm looking at Steven. Steven, no, can, I don't know. can you schedule posts in the meantime? I don't think so. I don't think yeah, they allow that yet. I don't think they allow it yet. I think there's a couple of I think Hootsuite might have something. Oh yeah. That works oh yeah, good old Hootsuite. Yeah. So All right, well we'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So my final question for you is what is the one thing all businesses all business owners need to know about their business? I think the biggest thing is understanding your cash. Because how many companies go bankrupt because they didn't watch their cash flow and I think if you understand your cash flow you can survive anything even if a business isn't working so great you can make adjustments to stay you know in a healthy spot with your cash flow so I think that's the biggest thing because that's black. scary yeah <laughs> you will get some of the and being if you understand it then you're not going to go get line of credits and multiple credit cards and things like that where you're just hurting yourself mm-hmm. And it's just understanding what's going on with the money. I love it. That actually leads me to another question. Have you seen the profit first model? No. I keep um, getting these clients. Oh, is that Michael? It's a book. Yes. Yes. I have the book. It's on, it's my next one to read after I, I finish it. my, I'm reading uh, Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg. Mm-hmm. Since I finished that one, the profit one is next. I have such, I have this huge list of podcasts, this huge list of books, and I'm just like, how am I ever? There's not enough time. I know. How am I ever going to get through yeah. all this stuff? I need a Cliff Notes version. Yes. <laughs> they do make those. So if you go on the library's Hoopla audio app, they have four minutes that reviews the entire book oh is it would you say it was hoopla hoopla oh yeah plug in for the the library system (laughs) they're not sponsored uh, right hoopla just in case you want to call me that'd be good it's a great one okay i I should maybe do that yeah then i can like check some then you just be like really productive too you You do because sometimes the entire book isn't what you need you maybe need three or four chapters and you're like okay this is great for what I needed to learn right now. And then I'll come back for the last half of the book later on. But yeah, that's been great. I I'm love it. have to do that. Yeah. Um, so I do see clients do the profit first model where they have all this, this pile of bank accounts and they're putting a certain amount in for the taxes. They mm-hmm. put a certain amount in like to save profit. They just put a certain in to like pay themselves. And I feel like that system doesn't help people get a handle around their cash. No. I use, there's a book called Simple Numbers. Uh-huh. I don't know if you heard, Greg Crabtree. Uh-uh. So I like his model. Um, he takes, <laughs> I'll send it to you. Okay. He takes whatever your net income, because mm-hmm. we'll just say you're in the positive, divided by your total sales. Mm-hmm. And that's a percentage. So if you're 5% or below, your company's dying and you need to make changes. Mm-hmm. 10% is you're healthy, you're doing great. 15 is you need to buy something or hire more people. And the thing is to repeat the circle between 10 and 15 the whole life of your business. And that's how you can help scale it that whole time to get from 1 million to 3 to 5 to $10 million company. That is fascinating. Yeah, I really like that model. And that's so easy and simple because even if numbers aren't your thing, you can look at that and say, oh, something needs to change. Yes, because... Because this number is not right. good. Because 200,000 divided by mm-hmm. a million is whatever. Yeah. And it's easy to 
adjust from there. Mm-hmm. And he goes into, you know, looking at your margin. How many labor dollars are you spending from your margin? Mm-hmm. You know, and looking, hey, you know, I'm spending 40% on labor. Okay, that that seems high. You know, let's let's evaluate this. Do you have too many people? Mm-hmm. You know, and or are you in a service industry with mm-hmm. a larger, you know? A yeah, and so being scale. able to make decisions from there. So, and I just his scenarios are really easy and helping business owners understand: Are you paying yourself a decent wage? Are you working for free? And how to get to the point where you need to start paying yourself at least a minimal salary. Mm-hmm. So, I love it. Yeah, I know. I look at people all the time, and I'm just like. I need you to stop transferring every penny out. Right. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Let's stop doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have sales tax to pay. Yeah. There's taxes at the end of the year. Yeah. There's a few things. stuff that needs to happen here. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming Yeah, thank today. you. It's fun. Love having you. Yeah. Yay. Hey, y'all. Thanks for listening. If you found this podcast to be inspiring, helpful, and entertaining, please like and subscribe. This helps us grow the community and reach more people. If you are interested in learning more about this episode's guests or accessing any of the books or other resources mentioned in this episode, be sure to check out the description box below. Until next time, be abundant.